That is a great hat. Did the producers of Fargo have a garage sale? <laughs> leave it be. Oh, here, leave it be. Leave it be. Leave it be. Oh, yes, leaving this be. Oh, hey, that fraternity called for you. Which one? Which one was it? Uh, at Gamma. Something. Oh, it was Gamma. Gamma. Gamma Delta. Gamma Delta Pi. Gamma Delta Pi. No way. It was Gamma Globulin. Actually, it wasn't a fraternity at all. It was a blood bank. But hey, they were really interested in you. They loved it. It was a blood bank. slept for work tomorrow it's gonna be great yes yes loser we're here yes. talk about loser <laughs> yes loser's Hello, great everyone welcome to another episode of a podcast directed by where we finally are continuing our our uh, movie watching of amy heckerling movies we don't have a schedule anymore we just do this when we have time so get used to it it might show up on time it might not it might show up early it might show up late uh get used to so it in not. this not yes. showing up. That's what I'm trying yeah, yeah. to, trying to yeah, train these people. I, I mean, I mean, you've already trained me. I'm used to it. I'm like, oh, you want to record? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, so in this episode, we are going to be talking about a movie called Loser. Uh, and kind of in conjunction with that, this is all Mike's idea, so I'm going to blame it on yes. him if, if this goes badly. Uh, we're also going to talk about will. a movie called... <laughs> called What is it called? Angels with Dirty Faces? That's the name of, that's yeah. the, name of the movie that Way you Way to pay attention. Yes. Hey, how about that? I got it. I didn't have to look, and I remembered. Uh, So, Mike, maybe you could explain what the connection between these two movies are. And we're not going to talk a lot about Angels with Dirty Faces. We're just going to reference it, you know, here and there as we talk about Loser. And why are we doing that, Mike? Well, it's not specifically for Loser. You make it seem like (laughs) one of those really uh, terrible... A cheesy sort of clickbait type film Twitter articles where it's like the deeper meaning of loser, a film no one fucking cares about from 20 years ago. We're not here to change your hearts and minds because nor should you care about loser. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Uh, but in particular, this this Amy Heckerling film that everyone hated when it came out and don't let people convince you otherwise. They still hate it. They're just indifferent to it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Indifference actually, this... warms the cockles of film Twitter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is actually a movie I saw in the theaters. Uh, Same. Shockingly. I felt bad about it. Really? This, I think we're yep. the only ones that did. There and was one I other guy in there. Because I thought and... Savari was really cute. So Oh, you've got a reason. better reason than I do. Um, <laughs> I didn't have any particular affinity for Miss uh, Savari here. I, I, you know, I actually went for Amy Heckerling. I was a dork. I was just like, cool. Was the, the, the follow up to, uh, well, I'm not going to the theater now because I don't want to die. So yeah, well, <laughs> even, even if Miss Heckerling was out there like Christopher Nolan imploring us to, to storm the beaches of Normandy to see, uh, more of his or her bullshit, I would not do it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't do it for loser, but I just wanted to see like, oh, clueless. Let's get back on the back in the mm-hmm. saddle. Uh, this, I guess, was marketed more like, "Hey, the kids from American Pie," like their yeah. sort of follow up summer comedy. Uh, the reason, and we're not doing this for loser. I just posited, "Hey, if this is a podcast directed by one sort of way to uh, pad the runtime, 
when you have something like looser, which is not that in depth. Don't show me your, uh, your articles or your blogs on this, your medium posts. I don't want to see it. I have 25 pages of notes on loser. No, no. God, can you imagine fucking assholes that do podcasts? Jesus. Um, he lives in a, in a vet's office. My God. He's bunking down, cleaning up poop in this. And I watched this months ago, Dave. Uh, before we were going to do an AB heckling month. And it was one of those curiosities where I'm like, I remember seeing that and feeling ashamed. Yeah. So we're classing it up with angels with dirty faces. And you argued round and round with me. And when I say round and round, I mean like two text messages where you're like, you really want to do that? Yeah. Really? That's. <laughs> See, and I like, watched. Are you learning to listen to me? I mean, well, I watched is... <laughs> a half hour of angels with dirty faces and I'm like, eh. I got it. I got enough of this because we're not we're not doing a fucking review or comparison of these two movies. All I wanted was to maybe throw in some of the influences of the filmmakers that we're covering. Some of the movies that they cite. Sure. And so Heckerling is on the record very often. She likes the sort of classic 30s, 40s like gangster movies. And we will have a film of hers coming up that you said, hey, we could tie those together. And I said, absolutely not. Loser. <laughs> Angels with Dirty Faces. That's the double feature. That's the matinee. Yeah, certainly don't pair it with a movie about gangsters. That would be just stupid. Too too simple. This is going Vanilla. back to your you know Vanilla now, bullshit. Your now dead show uh, that I killed with this last episode that you just couldn't like create like a you know a double feature where you're like oh yeah this this makes sense to normal people. It's always got to be some roundabout hmm. backdoor connection. To- to these two movies so i mean they've listened to me talk right i like to meander i like to let my mind wander uh we've not even really gotten into the movies yet which i love how many minutes are we in like five minutes in this is great minutes in i love to talk about anything to get to the end of a movie podcast and the listener have no idea if i liked or disliked the movie that is my goal because it doesn't matter it does not matter uh he i think don't don't put words in my mouth. I watched Loser on my own before the podcast, so I have more faith. Uh, the reason I wanted to pair these two as opposed to the, the gangster double feature is I felt that it's more influential, having only seen a half hour of <laughs> angels with dirty faces. <laughs> and the reason so like, is... Kelly, how does this influence Loser? I'm very curious. Okay, so the most striking thing about Loser, and this was actually mentioned by this month's expert in the uh, the only episodes I actually listened to, the ones I'm not on, because I was here live <laughs> for this gold. I don't need to relive it. Uh, gold, yes. When Clearly. Loser was mentioned is the same thing that stuck with me. And when I revisited the film, I was like, well, that that's unchanged, is how shockingly kind and decent our lead character is, which seems <laughs> to be a through line uh, for... The heckerling verse, I guess. Like, uh, we're coming off of Look Who's Talking, where John Travolta is just like a stand-up dude, right? Very understanding, very mm-hmm. flirtatious, a little bit of a smart ass. But the situation he finds himself in is almost inappropriately nice. That he, mm-hmm. this woman that happened in his taxi, he just becomes the babysitter slash father stand-in. Just like inviting himself to do this. Yeah. Uh, and I think as I lamented, sex doesn't really come in the picture. So it makes no sense to me. This is about a college freshman who was from nowhere going to the big city. We've seen that trope before. 
He's got a terrible haircut and a terrible hat he wears. Like he's going to fucking lodge. Um, yeah. But other than that, he like is unshaken in his decency. Like there are attempts to get him to be hip. Here's an issue I have with the film. I'm going to let you speak now because this, this is stuck in my craw and I, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it, but I feel heckerling is telegraphing a bit too hard on the unlikability of the other characters. Considering that this, our main character is so decent and so kind I didn't know why we had to go to the other extreme, not only with his roommates <laughs> taking advantage of him, but it's like she was afraid to have them look cool or handsome. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be like, they're, they basically look like Monsters. Zoolander. Just, well, they, they yeah. look like yeah. the male models and that is a satire of that. That is like a broad comedy. And so his roommates don't look like, from what I remember, any cool, uh, ladies men from the late nineties, early two thousands with the way they dress or act or the music they listen to. Like there's one scene where his roommate is taunting him by like spanking himself in front of him. And if you're Jason Biggs, you have to think at this point, I'm the fucking cool guy here. You are spanking yourself in front of me as like a taunt. Like what is this? And <laughs> that's, that's all I got out of the movie, Dave. I was just like, yeah, I was a little bit perturbed so- by that. So it's interesting. I started laughing because we can never go more than like maybe two episodes without one of us bringing up Kevin Smith. Uh, because this it. is just for whatever reason. Yeah. Because when I was, when I was watching this, all I could think of these dudes is <laughs> in Mall Rats, Jason Lee screaming about Ben F. Are you insane? The guy looks like a date rapist! Like, and they all mm. do. Like when they, all of a sudden the, the Rohypnol comes out, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like that, there's nothing no, shocking about not this. Talking that. At all. And, and they think, would need honestly, to have it, unlike Ben Affleck. How dare you <laughs> yes, talk about true. Benny Boo like that? <laughs> Benny Boo. Uh, and honestly, it feels like, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like she doesn't have a lot of faith in Jason Biggs as her protagonist because huh. everyone, everyone is so awful that you almost have no choice but to like kind of root for him because like oh, at least so he's not she... slipping drugs. She stacked into, the deck in his favor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Greg Kinnear, who is, like, amazingly entertaining in this movie, actually plays a great asshole. Like, he's so far beyond the pale that, like, like you said, that the deck is completely stacked in the favor of Jason Biggs' character. I have like, an idea for a podcast. A better podcast. I actually don't really have oh, an no. idea so much as I have a title, which basically is the idea. Because unlike War Machine vs. War Horse, which is now... <laughs> Trilogy in so theory. Much better titles. <laughs> that is a lot better because it's basically you keep saying it's a dead show. <laughs> it's basically the same show, except it's one episode a month <laughs> in disguise as a weekly show, which is in my mind is genius. I, I feel like it's my finest hour to do much this is the less. The Mike Denison special. Just impressive. strip it down, unplugged. Uh, my idea for this: we stop this bullshit. Heckerling killed it. There will be no Tony Scott month for Hyro, which I don't Sorry, know why I'm Hiro. mentioning him. He's, he doesn't listen to these episodes. He, he, he will not listen to this. Amy Heckerling month. He's not listening to this at all. <laughs> My brand new idea. He hates women. I get it. It's fine. You know. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit there. Just <laughs> awkwardly hang. <laughs> just marinate uh, in that. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Kinnear cast. And all we do is talk about Greg Kinnear at the movies because. He plays, like, 
you want to talk about like a cinematic universe. He basically plays like the same dude and there's varying degrees of his cruelty. Wasn't he in a bunch of of those like faith movies too that I got to sit through like one of those like weird like God cured this kid movies like as I said cruelty (laughs) (laughs) evil evil or oblivious. So in the God movies both you get I mean that's, that's a good point. There's also a lot of movies where he's cheated on. Or he's the yes. one doing the cheating. I don't know why. Why the affairs? Why is there's why so many sex shenanigans with Greg Kinnear? It's astounding. Do you think to me. it's because I... Do you think it's because he kind of looks like you know the guy next door, like kind of like non-threatening? So like it's a it's a shocking turn of events when he's a jerk when he's doing hmm. all these things. He looks like Hollywood's version of the guy next door because I, I think right if he right. <laughs> actually looked like the guy, it's kind of like Jason Biggs here. Is like Hollywood's version of the dork, where it's like, I don't know, man. It's like the dork at a costume party. Like, you're dressing up a little <laughs> bit too much. Like, that, you, you talk about Amy Heckerling not having faith that we will, I guess, like or admire Jason Biggs. Uh, it's funny to me. She also, like, does she think that you need to ugly him up? She has no faith that women might not ever look at Jason Biggs because you have the uh, she's all that kind of moment. At the very, very end of the movie, spoiler alert, where he gets a haircut. And it's like, uh, uh, American Beauty here is like, Jesus Christ, I, I have to fuck this guy now. He's, <laughs> he's living among caged animals and the smell of piss <laughs> and shit. But look at that hair. Fantastic. Which, if you look at the freak shows that he's living with. There's even a whole sequence of them, like, you know, reviving this baby animal. And it's it's a lot. Like <laughs> I love that I have... I have drag this show down to the mucky muck because we were all over the place like and keep in mind dear listeners this also includes angels with dirty faces this, this classic it. <laughs> <Does it? laughs> so i will briefly mention that the premise of that film is a priest trying to influence the street urchins of the 30s to stay away from a life of crime, which is why I only made it through about a half hour, because... By making them hang out with a gangster. <laughs> it seems like a bad call. He's He tries to save everyone so much that I think he's, like, maybe trusts a little too much. Well, okay, doesn't that go back to the, the ultimate the sort of decent guys, where even, like, they're still good in this. I knew him when he was a kid, and it's like, yeah, but he was right. shit then, too. What? What? Right. <laughs> Nothing's changed, you idiot. (laughs) This is not uh, Angela's Ashes, where we see little Cagney starving and, like, you know, pulling crumbs of bread out of the mud. Uh, Right. No, he's like, he, like, hits a girl in the very first first sequence, which I do love that she gets her revenge. during the movie to, like, beat the ever-loving shit out of these kids repeatedly. Like, it's just, you know, which is right up Mike's alley. This is something that he would love. I was offended by their complete inability to grasp the game of basketball, such as it was in the 30s. Okay, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is one of the things I thought of as I was watching this movie is there's there's this elongated basketball sequence, right? Fine, yes. you know, you're trying to get these kids off the street and do something productive. That's fine. We get it. But you have the priest like essentially playing the referee at, at one point. Not well either. He, he, yeah, that's the thing is he seems to like – some rules it's okay to break, others aren't. I'm like, he clearly is not of a grasp of what he's doing either. And I just kept watching this like, okay, yeah, you can't punch him in the face. Yeah, that's a foul. But like the traveling thing, that's like, you can just let him run around, do whatever There's you want. definitely a, like, a need to... If you're going to be a referee, be a referee. Like, 
<laughs> of all all people, these are the ones that need to hear shut up and dribble because I, I didn't see a single one of these <laughs> kids put the ball on the fucking ground, man. Like, Agreed. Just, like, what what do you think you're playing here? Uh, it actually reminded me uh, a much lesser way of uh, the It's Always Sunny episode where Charlie – uh, is the ref what with like eight year olds and yeah. also doesn't yeah. really have a firm grasp <laughs> of the game, just his own ego. Um, Makes sense with that character. That <laughs> I think there's you know there's uh, this crime classic is just funnier than Loser. Unfortunately, like if you want to do mm-hmm. a comparison here, uh, and I don't even mean like in an accidental way. I mean there it even the attempted comedy at times lands. It's just you know it's just a little bit. Like a lot of these classics, like a shout out again to Hiro who hates anything, you know, pre, what would you say, 82? What's 80? Well, I think to be fair, that's Barry. That's his co-host. Oh, so Every once in a while, Hiro watch a movie from the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I can't he's imagine five him watching more, a movie from the 50s. Five like, more years. Just, it's all about comparison, man. What a saint. <laughs> so what do you think of the Mina Servari character? Because, you know, in the classic... The naive one, he is a priest. So, okay, he, that's his, mm-hmm. in his job description, right? He should have faith that everyone sure. can turn around. Uh, and he should definitely stay away from officiating any sort of sport at all. Yes. But Mina Savari is playing the kind of tropey, uh, you know, young college student taken advantage, uh, by an older man. Uh, even though she displays far more smarts than even, maybe not book smarts, but, far more mm-hmm. common sense than Jason Biggs in that one area of her life. She, she lacks a lot of common sense. She's blind. Yeah. And it puts us in an awkward position where <laughs> we don't want Jason Biggs to step in. It's one thing I like about the movie. You know, you, you don't want him to be the creepy nice guy where he's like, well, here's how right. this guy is screwing you. And, but it's still withheld just so they can hold off until he gets a fucking haircut <laughs> for them to like, <laughs> you know, have any sort of romance. Get down to it. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I think the big difference between these two movies for me is that yes, there's a there's a fair amount of like naivete in uh, Angels with Dirty Faces, but there's also this level of I think you get the idea that the priest knows the faults of the people he's putting faith in, but he's mm-hmm. willingly putting faith in them because he thinks they can do better, they can be more, and that's kind of proved through the end of the movie where he essentially asks his friend like lie to these kids. You know, like I'm, you know, this is, this is how we're going to do this, that I, you know, we're going to tell them that you, you know, that you cried and that you were a coward because I don't want them to go down that same path. So he has an honorable end, even though it's a dishonorable choice in some ways, it's still an honorable end for him. Whereas in Loser, uh, the, the, that naiveness is just like pure and there's no sense of like, well, she really knows what's going on here. You know, so it's it, there's not a lot of subtlety to any of these characters. Like you mentioned, the kind of the villains of the piece is horrible dorm mates um, who are just like so obviously evil that like you can't even get like upset with them. You're just like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, who cares? Yeah, you should move. You should move out. Um, but our Mina Savari's character, especially like. It never made sense to me. Like, of course, I have known people who have been in abusive relationships and are relatively blind to what's going on. 
But they still have the knowledge, like, okay, yeah, this is a bad situation, he's not treating me well, but I believe that he's going to do better, which would be like the priests and angels with dirty faces. But you don't really get that here. All you get is, like, he's so smart, he's so great, he's so wonderful, even though he's doing all these terrible things. You know? And that stuff, well, like, never really lands for me. I, like, I want more from her. And instead of just like, oh, she's treated poorly, and then uh, a guy is nice to her for long enough, and then he gets a haircut, and then everything's okay. And I'm like, eh. I will say this. It doesn't work for me. If your peer group looks like these freaks that Jason Biggs live with. Teachers looking pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, go go for Kinnear. You know, studly... Uh, average dude next door. Go, go for him. That, that's fine. He might say terrible uh, things, but he's not going to drug you. So this is the level. This is the comparison we're going with. He will. Is he going to slip he will, a date rape drug? Mm, no, he's just gonna like not, not tell me, not tell the world that we're dating. He's gonna keep me hidden. That seems okay in comparison to date rape. He also likes to play gangster himself with the grade book. Likes to. <laughs> To throw out some threats and yes. <laughs> see if he can uh, change Complete some asshole. hearts like... and minds. Uh, I I I wish that the Jason Biggs character, like the best thing about the movie is that he's so good, not good at everything, but just so good. But I, <laughs> I kind of wish that things didn't work out for him in that regard because I feel like that. That makes his uh, goodness have more of a point other than, yet again, just wait long enough and you'll get the uh, the hot girl that you've been pining over. But So is it a good thing that he's good? Like in terms of movie making, in terms of structure, is it a good it's a thing? Choice. Like, is, is he any different from like where the movie starts? Like he's still just like... A nice guy who did the right thing the entire I way like through. That. Like there's that see, see that's, I, I, just I understand like, what you're saying. This motherfucker is so boring. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean it's thank it's, God he got a haircut. Something changed. That's the only thing that changed is his haircut. Well, that's it. maybe just take the hat off. I mean, maybe that's the yes, that's, that's the bigger yeah, issue. Yeah, that hat but that hat is rough. <laughs> I, I kind of like how Heckerling, I guess, uh, sticks to her guns in that regard. I did read something like she wanted this to be like an R-rated comedy. Which, mm. why the studio coming off of, you know, American Pie with the two of the stars of American Pie would be beholden to, like, no, it's got to be PG-13 for, like, a college could-be sex comedy. I I, I don't know. Great. Like, not, not like American Pie sex comedy, but, you know, eventually I assume Biggs gets to bone, right? That would, that could, <laughs> maybe, maybe there was a whole ending we're missing out on. Uh, I don't have an extended <laughs> That should edition. be the, that should be, like, the tagline for the movie. <laughs> Biggs gets to bone. Loser, Biggs gets to bone. <laughs> so I, I see that what might you're saying as far as... audience, you know. Well, you were already there, and so was I, so I don't know what we're... Yeah, the marketing worked on this for whatever about, fucking yeah. reason. Uh, I mean, I agree with you that it maybe reduces the amount of sort of necessary conflict you need uh, from your, your protagonist uh, remaining so unchanged. And But what I like about it is there are films like this where characters have this similar arc, but usually they're very dark films. Like it's, it's about mm-hmm. like an addict or something where it's like, right. I think we sort of applaud the films for like, for, for being so realistic that it's like, yes, that character <laughs> would not change. And it's not very often you see a good person just stay good without you right. know, having those, those moments of, 
I guess, doubt or lashing out. Like, and there are opportunities here <laughs> for pigs to, to break bad. Mindy, and he, the whole movie. <laughs> he passes them up, man. He's, he's waiting for his, his particular pitch to hit, which is, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's some sort of weird suicide squeeze he's attempting here where I guess Safari just has to like, <laughs> just to make the move in his, uh, his vet. Well, pet you know, he's he got an Everclear concert. He's got the birth of an animal. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I've never had it, those. <laughs> those have never been in my, uh, my list. Is of that moves. your wheelhouse? That's... An Everclear concert and the birth of an animal. I, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of things I watch in movies. I'm like, yeah, that'll never happen to me. That most assuredly, that combination. Here's will hoping. Never happen. Jesus. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be material for the podcast. Like, we could be doing a podcast on, say, one Tony Scott. We could be doing like a Days oh, that's of Thunder. Never gonna happen though. Nope. Days of Thunder episode, and I'm like, Dave, uh, you know, we'll we'll get to Days of Thunder eventually, but you're never gonna believe what happened to me this weekend. So I was going to this Everclear concert, and suddenly I had to pull over. <laughs> there was a goat giving birth. <laughs> Just had to help. This is like my nightmare. <laughs> this is horrible. This is the worst thing ever. No, thank you. Uh, but you this bring episode, up this idea. <laughs> also, yes. You brought up this idea a couple times of like, you know, these purely good characters, right? In my yep. mind, they don't change, so they're fucking boring. But they're nice. Yes. They're nice people. And I think mm-hmm. that's like, that's Heckerling's kink. Like, I think she loves that shit. Like, if you look at, you know, we already talked about, um, look who's talking. Uh, I could never be your woman. We'll probably talk about Paul Rudd and Clueless, who is a genuinely nice guy pretty much throughout the entire movie. Like, but he does have a couple her... jabs he throws. He does, there's a couple. Yeah, of... he's there's a, a couple, but he's still like well-meaning. Like he's never mean, you know. And if he ever is, it's like kind of by accident, where you like give that jab and you're like, oh, that was not appropriate. Sorry about that. I didn't really mean that. I'm in a bad mood or whatever it is. But that's her thing is these guys who are just so, so nice. Hmm. Uh, and maybe it's just because that's not my thing. Like that sounds fucking boring and horrible to me. Nice people. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Nobody Why, needs Dave? that. What is, I mean, this is more <laughs> your I problem. I need, I, need, I need a little edge. I need a little danger. I need to keep me on my toes. If you're just nice all the time. I'm going to get bored and end this. Like this is, it's not going to work. So you got to you got to give those jabs for sure. I don't want to get into your personal life. Like these nice guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, you cuz that's dicey terrain. Um, <laughs> as mean, far as the movie goes, it's, it's... the movie Dave, the movie. Yes. Oh, now you want to focus on the movie? <laughs> yes. Give loser the the appropriate attention it deserves. I think you, I think we did. <laughs> you do run the risk of having your audience hate uh, I guess either in your case, the lead character for being too boring or hate everyone else like Mina Servari, where you're like, God, this guy's a peach. What's wrong with you? Like it's no matter what you throw at him, he just handles it. Uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't care for it. You know, he knows that his roommates are being abusive. He knows at times he's being taken advantage of. Uh, but he chooses to believe like in the, uh, the things will work out in the end. Uh, even though he's constantly being kicked in the face, so, it, so you, I don't think did it you succeeds. Have that, in that reaction to either of these characters in this in this movie, like, did you end up turning on either one of them? Well, I think I, I agreed with a sentiment th- that you kind of alluded to. I don't think you were that explicit about it. Uh, I was just happy he got out of that situation with those roommates. I don't care if he's living with animals, yeah. like I whatever. Yes. <laughs> just being away from them. <laughs> I was most pissed at the movie when they come back into the picture and throw a party 
at this place of business that he has been lucky enough to like crash in, which is already absurd Ace Ventura level. That's when I turned yes. against Heckerling. Is like I wanted to be rid of them. Like he he is forced out into the city. He makes the best of an extremely awkward situation that most college freshmen freshmen would not want to be in. But me and Savari, I never actually did. I, I think Savari mm. and Biggs, I, I found them both likable enough that I did not turn on either one of them. And I, I guess I'm like rewarded the, for it. I wonder if that's like the rom com fan in you, where you're just like, I want. I want all this other bullshit to go away. Can I just focus on these two hopefully <laughs> yeah. charming people? Yeah. Like, let's just focus. I mean, here. they're on and the I poster. Think, honestly, I don't care about anybody yeah. else. Even the, the guy yeah. who and I think, uh, honestly, spanks himself if they... went on to be in the newsroom. <laughs> the fucking oh. newsroom. Spanks Jesus. himself. And I think, I think honestly, Sadowski. if the movie did do a better job of focusing on these two leads and, like, building that relationship, I think it's a much better movie. Because I think both of them, like, they clearly, like, work well together as actors. They're both, like, at least a little bit charming. So, like, it could really work as a rom-com. But it's almost like Heckerling just can't keep her her hands off it. Just like, no, we got to throw this party into the mix. And we got to do all that. We got to distract Heckerling you. Heckerling can't like, keep her hands can we... off of it. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> she's the one who has control of this movie. And, like... Why can't we just focus on these two? It's supposed to be a love story, right? Like that's how that's how they angle it. But yet it's just like, oh yeah, we got out of that bad situation. Now we're gonna have the same bad situation with the same people, but in a new place. Like it's just like come on guys. Like we can move on from that. Like I don't need to see that guy spank himself. I don't need to see the dude like searching for his date rape drugs. I don't I don't need any of that. Can we just move on uh and have these two people fall in love? Like that's what we're here for. The uh, yeah, the date rape drugs uh, doesn't really age particularly well because it's kind of just like a throwaway. Like, yeah, this is the, this is what can happen. It's it's almost more condemning the people that even go to parties because, like, well, you know, you know how college is. Like, that's yeah. the, it's a little victim blamey. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Certainly, I mean, and not you know the thing about fast times uh, is that it treated some, as I like to say, icky situations. Uh, just straightforward, yeah. like uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, like her losing her virginity to this grown man, this predator, um, is just like a thing that happened, and then not really referenced again afterwards. So you you experience that moment, yeah. but you don't really have that reflection like you would as an adult because you're seeing it through her eyes. There's a little bit of that here, where I'm I'm assuming that college kids, they're just like, well, that's a possibility of this can happen, but it's. It's treated. I don't like this treated as more of a plot point than like in Fast Times. Uh, it's you know it's right. it's something like a ticking time bomb. The, the date date rape drugs uh, and it's you know it ruins the fucking Everclear concert. Mm-hmm. How dare they? Yes, or or saves, dare they? saves her from an Everclear concert. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> be nice. Well, that lead singer had some <laughs> hair issues himself. He was really really rocking that. Uh, Spiky, uh, <laughs> bleach blonde. That was, that was the thing tips look. for the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Are they still around? You know, I've, I, research when, I, right when I when I watch movies like this, when I watch movies like this, I do find myself wondering, like, okay, what am I going to remember from this? Like, is there anything that makes this a movie where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that in Loser? And like, maybe the only thing is. You know, I liked you so much better when you weren't talking. That's maybe the only thing mm. I will ever remember because that is just the most brutal cutting and like 
funny line in the movie, which which I think sometimes like can kind of throw you off when the the funniest, most memorable lines are for like the ultimate villain of the piece. It does leave you in a in a strange place. Like you're not rooting for this guy, but you are kind of laughing at this really messed up situation. It's a very strange dichotomy going on with that character. No ever clear updates since uh, 2015. Looks like. Ooh. Does that make you sad? I mean, no, not really. I mean, they had their time. Art Alexakis had his time, and is that you his know, name? the time is over. Art. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yep. I don't like. Don't ask Wiki- why I know this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning some things about you. I don't like when the Wikipedia entry, like the chosen picture, like it's from 2007. Doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't bode well. <laughs> I was like, oh, his hair is pretty much the same. Good for him. Uh, or bad, well, I guess, depending on how you feel about it. But, oh, you know, yes. he's like Jason Biggs in Loser. Consistent. You know, you can count on him and him Except and Jason Biggs. Biggs got a fucking haircut. That's. <laughs> I'm just saying they're, you know, they're solid. Like a rock you can depend on. Everclear. A great American band. Well, thank, thank God Mike has, you know, the pie fucker to really lean on. I'm so glad that you have <laughs> This may be our most <laughs> off the rails episode yet. It's fantastic. Get used to it. Uh, maybe, maybe someday you'll watch the rest of Angels with Dirty Faces and you'll nah. see how it ends. I've seen Loser <laughs> twice. I'm good. I've I've chosen my time wisely. <laughs> so, oh yeah, thank goodness. Uh, so just to put you in a bad mood at the end of this episode, uh, Mike, do you remember what the next movie we're gonna watch is? Oh, Johnny Dangerously, which is you know the the gangster movie that you want you want to have an all gangster hour. Uh, right. invite on in session film to get Twitter to do their top five gangster movies list that they. <laughs> Good lord, Mike! It is too late at night. You are punch drunk at this point. So, Mike, well, are you looking forward I'm... to watching a gangster satire? Are you Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> no, I am but not. The good side about this: if you get through this, you get to watch Clueless again. So, already did it. Time travel, Dave. I did that very first thing. You know, I was like, this yeah, is the one I want to see, what I want to talk about. So next week, I will divide my comments <laughs> from my clueless hour, my monologue I have. I'll do two minutes on Johnny Dangerously. Be like, oh, Michael Keaton. He's kind of funny looking. Anyway, let's go to Cher and Fox News correspondent Stacy Dash. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I guess that's what we're talking about next time. We're talking about Johnny Dangerously. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Directed by Pod, or you Don't. can join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash a podcast directed by. <laughs> Not only, only money, money, but bonus, bonus episodes. So no. You'll, you'll get to hear that. <laughs> so that you don't Just have to money. record. It's your dream. <laughs> You don't have to do anything for it. It's fantastic. So let's be honest. Uh, I don't do there. anything right now while I'm here. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but that's true. Uh, so in the meantime, join join us on those social media platforms, and we will be back next time to talk about Johnny Dangerously. 